Welcome to the Green Wave Coaches Show with Gallatin football head coach Michael Strapp and Gallatin News sports editor Blaine Keller. The Green Wave Coaches Show is brought to you by Tennessee Ace Hardware. Football season is grilling season. Stop by Tennessee Ace Hardware today and check out our large selection of Big Green Egg grills. The Larry Maynard Agency. Give Allstate agent Larry Maynard a call today for all your insurance needs. Macon Bank and Trust. For over 100 years, Macon Bank and Trust has offered a true hometown banking experience to help you meet your financial goals. Dairy Berries Heat and Air. Dairy Berries has been voted Sumner County's best heat and air for the past eight years. For outstanding service, give us a call today. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, vans don't let vans drive drunk. Now, here are Coach Michael Strapp and Blaine Keller. Welcome to the Michael Strapp Coaches Show, Green Wave Coaches Show. Glad to have you back here. I'm Sumner County Sports Editor Blaine Keller, joined as always by new Green Wave football coach Michael Strapp. Uh, after an exhilarating uh, win last week, first win for Straub and, and Gallatin, 42-39 to in the Mayor's Cup. We're going to jump right into our coverage here. Coach, start us off by kind of breaking down Friday's first win for your guys. Uh, you know, we started out, we jumped out, uh, I think it was 23-7 to uh, by the end of the first. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the kind of the, the wheels fell off a little bit defensively for us. Um, I think we had a muff punt down there inside of uh, inside our own ten uh, that probably shouldn't have been fielded, but yeah, we we make mistakes when you're young. So, um, but then it just became a you know you you'd get a you get you think you'd get a comfortable lead and then you know bam it 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 it'd come back and uh, you know it, it it'd be a close game. So um, you know it was hot and humid. I remember looking down at my watch at some point in time and it was like. I don't know, 9:30, and it was 85 degrees outside. So it was it was a warm night, and you know, not being able to practice out in, in the heat and, and and things like that kind of played a a role for us. Um, but you know, I, I was proud of the way the kids fought and and uh, you know how how they hung in there because they were tired at the end of the game. Both teams were tired at the end of the game, um, but just really proud of of, of our guys. Yeah, reading some stories across our coverage on MainStreetPreps.com and, and across the mid-state, seemed like everybody had a little bit of a different practice plan uh, because of that excessive heat that we had. I mean, you know, I'd go on a run on a Tuesday morning and it's 90 degrees outside yeah. at 8 or 9 a.m. What did that look like for you guys throughout the week? Uh, we practiced at 6 a.m. Uh, on, on Tuesday and Wednesday of that week. Um, you know, and it was, you know, it was, it was still cool. It was cool, cool enough for us to get outside, but nothing like you would feel in the afternoons or even at game time on uh, on Friday. Um, you know, but you know, there, the, the, you, you have rules that the Tito's AA in Sumner County set for you, and you know, we can't we can't practice in the heat, but you know, got to play in it. So, you know, we 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 try the best we can to adapt. Yeah, looking at these first two games for you, you, you had two rivalry teams to kick off your coaching career here at Gallatin. Week one against Hendersonville, 47 to 33. Week two, Station Camp a win, 42 to 39. What, what similarities or differences did you notice in those two rivalry games? Um, I don't know if uh, you know. I, I, well, a lot of people show up for the games. That's that's the similarities I see. Uh, um, you know, and in both the cases, we've still got to we've, we've got to do a better job defensively uh, of, of allowing 
uh, not allowing teams to move the ball effectively as they do. Uh, we've talked about that as a coaching staff, and we've talked about that as a team. Um, you know, we, we, we don't have a whole lot of you know, we don't have a whole lot of time to, you know, for people to say, well, that was my fault, Coach. You know, we, we've got to fix it and, 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 and get better. Um, so uh, that's, the, that's the point of emphasis this week, you know, to, to you know, we, gotta, we, we have the opportunity to be pretty special here this year. Um, and, you know, in a situation like I'm in, you know, you come in and, you know, you kind of have a plan for the future. And, you know, one thing I noticed when I got here pretty quick was, you know, we've got some kids here that can we can compete now. But again, you know, it's we got there's a lot of discipline that has to take place and, and you know, when we're third and whatever, it takes discipline teams get off the field defensively on third on third down. And so when you play undisciplined and, and you make mistakes, common just common fixable mistakes, then you know that's why that's why you, you struggle. So we've got to do a better job, and offensively we got to do a better job. Um, you know we we could have scored. I I felt we could have scored. You know three more touchdowns. We left 21 points out there on the field. Um, so you know I mean you, you line up and you kick a field goal. You know, but in my mind that's kind of like quitting a little bit. So I, you know you want to score those touchdowns, and we got down there twice, and we had to kick we had to kick field goals. So. Um, you know we've got a lot to improve on, and and we're working on that this week, and we'll continue we'll continue to work on. It's an interesting point you just made there. I know last week's kind of mantra that you were giving across the show was we're building a program, not a team. Mm-hmm. It's a, about a long-term type of success here at Gallatin, and now looking after a win against Station Camp, it's the opportunity that maybe Gallatin has to succeed this year. How did those expectations kind of change? Uh, how does that change as a coach and as players? I don't th- I don't know if it's expectations as much as it, you know you realize you got some guys that can can do some special things you know and it's just icing on the cake if we can if we can get it done this year. Now you still got you know we still have a lot of young guys out there on the field that are you know just now in week two of their getting reps uh, or getting playing time experience. So you know the other guys have just got to come along and. And uh, you know, and, and 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 get on board. I know we we talked about that yesterday after practice. Uh, you know, talking about our, our approach to practice and our approach to to uh, get prepared for a game. And you know, when when you when you deal with a, a, a bunch of guys that probably haven't had a whole lot of success in the past, they don't know how to do that. So it's you know, it's my job to teach them how to do that. And sometimes that's not always easy. And, and sometimes they don't always like me. But you know, it's um, it's all about setting the standard and, and letting them realize what the expectations are. Um, so that's what that's what we're trying to instill and get these guys to understand. We have enough talent to, to do some special things, you know. But do we have the discipline to do it? That's going to be that's the question. Well, you talk about discipline. Another buzzword that kind of floats around in coaching circles: resiliency. And when you talk about that Station Camp Mayor's Cup game, going up 23 to seven, and then winning it at the final buzzer, you know, of a, a missed field goal. How did you notice the resiliency in your guys maybe to hang in after a potential Bison comeback? Yeah, well, now they were hanging in there, and, you know, we, we, we made it look a whole lot closer than what it probably should have been. But, um, you know, it, our guys, our guys hung in there. They, the, the one thing they showed me the past two weeks, and, you know, you don't, know, you don't necessarily know until you um, – 
basically played the second game. You know, we played the first game against Hennessyville, and I thought we, our kids played hard, and they played disciplined, and we, 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 we got after it. You know, we made some mistakes, but as far as not, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot penalty-wise. Um, and, and so the second week comes around, you thought, okay, well, how are they going to respond? How are they going to, you know? And I thought they did fine, you know. And there's a lot of stuff we got to clean up. I mean, offensive line-wise and quarterback-wise and receiver-wise, we've got to do some things, you know, we've got to clean up our plate. And so, you know, defensively, you know, we've got to do some things as well. And we didn't look really great on special teams last week. You know, but I kind of, I, you know, special teams, I kind of, that's on my shoulders because we just, you know, practicing at 6 a.m. and you got a limited amount of time to practice and then you got to go practice in the gym in the afternoons for special teams. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't have a whole lot of room for that stuff because you can't get outside in the heat. So, you know, that was kind of a, that was on me. But, you know, it, you can always get better. You know, you're either getting better or you're, you're getting worse and you don't ever stay the same. I don't, I don't care what you do. Well, Coach, one positive, one good thing, one thing you got better at that you mentioned from last week was we needed to be better on third down. Mm-hmm. Gallatin needed to be better on third down against Hendersonville. That was 5 of 12 on third down, and you doubled that against Station Camp. Uh, completed 10 of, I believe, 16 those third down attempts. I'm sure you don't like being in that position that many times, but you know, talk about having the opportunity to convert those opportunities when you got there. Well, I, th- I think that, you know, Again, you know, I, you, you kind of look at the yardage and, and look at the situation and, you know, but, I, I, you know, with us having as much inexperience on the field, on, on both sides of the ball, especially, you know, on, on, on offense, you know, we, when we can convert those third downs, man, it's, it's, it's big. And, uh, you know, luckily we got some guys out there that are, you know, they're kind of learning on the fly a little bit how to, how to do that. So, no, it was big. We got better in that, we got better in that regard. Um, so, yeah, I was proud of the guys for, for stepping up and doing that. Of course, as we mentioned earlier, 42 to 39, the final in the Mayor's Cup station camp has a chance to send it to overtime on the final play with a field goal that sailed, I believe, right of the upright. Was that right? No, left. Left, yeah. So, Rights and lefts, you know, some people don't know the difference. I guess that's me. But, you know, outside of that play, Coach, what do you feel like the biggest one for Gallatin was to, to give it a win, to give it your first win on Friday night? I don't know if it's any one play. Uh, I mean, you, you take all the individual plays. I mean, I just can't put my finger on one. Um you know, I thought that Damian McMurray played well on both sides of the ball. He made some big plays for us, made some big tackles for us. Um, you know, so, I mean, at the end of the game there, you know, the quarterback scrambles out for the 900th time and and, and Damian tackles in there on the sideline. And, you know, I thought the clock was supposed to run. The official gave the sign that it was supposed to run, but apparently they stopped it somewhere in between him winding his arm in somewhere, but, you know, he makes that stop right there with .8 seconds, and then, you know, they have to kick a field goal. Uh, and, that, and that quarterback's been slippery all all, all night. Um, so we've got a, you know, I was proud of him. Um, oh, man, we made some big plays on offense all night. You know, I don't know if it's any one play. Um, you know, I thought it was, uh, what some of the coaches thought that, 
the, the quarterback scrambling for a week out there to kind of get the first down on that third down and I don't know, maybe third and ten. And and him getting the first down for us uh, was a big play. Because we, we got to run some time off the clock right there um, at the end of the game after that. Coach, you mentioned uh, Ladinian McMurray had a, a incredible game, another good wideout performance for Gallatin, 140 yards and a touchdown. And, uh, not to be underscored by Jeremiah Williams, too, uh, number two receiver, 89 yards in the touchdown after his great performance in week one. And even Adrian Barksdale, you know, had two good weeks when looking at it through the box score. When you look at your wide receiver room, what, what makes each of those guys talented and special for Gallatin? Well, that's just their athleticism, um, you know, and, and they're conforming to, to the style of the ball that we're playing now at Gallatin than what they're used to. Uh, you know, in the past, they, you know, they probably haven't been counted on as much uh, in, in the offensive scheme and things. I think AB probably played a bigger role than than LD did. Um, but you know, when, and Jeremiah didn't even touch the field last year. Um, so when you when you those guys are going to learn how to you know when to catch the ball and and how to run the route after they catch the ball. You know, there's a few times when, you know, LD caught a ball and you, you could kind of tell, like, all right, where'd I go after this? Uh, and he'll get used to that and see the field a little bit better. He, uh, you know, I thought there was a couple times he caught a, you know, he caught a slant and, and the corner came and played over the top and he could have spun around and just kind of went up the sideline, but he kind of went into the, the land of the Giants, I call it, you know. And uh, But they'll learn those little things, learn how to get open better than what they're doing now. Um, so, but yeah, those are nice targets to have. Two more big players, and, and when we come back, we're of course going to get to our Gallatin News Player of the Week. But uh, you know, pick six from Abe Goolsby uh, in the, in this game in the Mayor's Cup, and then another 20 carry game from Zakai and Brinkley. He's been a workhorse even with a little bit of an you know air it out style that you guys have been able to have. Uh, just quickly, what did you see from both of those players on Friday night? Uh, Abe's a kid on defense that just, you know, he's, he he gets his line, he gets the guys lined up. He's uh, he's a little the voice of the D line, um, and you know he made he made an incredible play over there. They tried to come back with a little rollout screen pass back there, and he kind of he, he he sniffed it out and uh, was able to to get in the end zone. That was a big play uh, for us there, um, and you know the kind is. Uh, the kind is, is learning how to, to run in this system. Uh, you know, in, in the years past, he's had his hand on the ground and kind of just ran A-gap all the time. And now, you know, he's, he's, he's learning. He's going to have to, you know, uh, read the blocks a little bit better and cut off that. Um, so he is, uh, you know, he came up to me this week and was talking to me uh, Monday, I think, yesterday. You know, he was, he, he, you know, he wants to be more pr productive in, in the offense. And, you know, and, and He's got to get to where, you know, he asked me, what you know, what have the running backs done in the past in, in, in the offense? And I said, well, they're getting the same amount of carries, but they're just getting bigger plays, you know. So we've got to get bigger plays out of the running back uh, position for us to, to kind of balance it out more yardage-wise. Um, but, you know, they're two great kids, and they got those two kids have great attitudes, uh, you know, and, and they, they're, they're really a big help to us. It's two players, two seniors, if I'm not mistaken, that are stepping up for the green wave so far through the first two weeks of the season. We're going to take a quick break here on the Gallatin Green Wave Coaches Show, Michael Straub Coaches Show. When we come back, we'll talk about our Player of the Week and preview this week's region matchup against Mount Juliet. As an Allstate agent in Gallatin, Larry Maynard knows many local families. 
His knowledge and understanding of the people in this community helps him provide customers with outstanding service. Give Larry a call at 615-452-1500. Football season is grilling season. The Big Green Egg is the perfect grill for everyone. From the backyard cook to the world's most acclaimed chefs. Stop at Tennessee Ace Hardware today and check out our large selection of Big Green Egg grills. It's the perfect grill for any grilling need. Dairy Berry's Heat and Air has been proudly serving the Middle Tennessee area for over 35 years. We have been voted Sumner County's best heat and air company for the past eight years. For outstanding service, call Dairy Berries at 615-452-8121. Macon Bank and Trust Company is a proud supporter of the Gallatin Green Wave. For over 100 years, Macon Bank and Trust has offered a true hometown banking experience to help you meet your financial goals. We are local people with local decision making and ready to serve you. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. We're back on the Michael Straub Coaches Show, Green Wave Coaches Show, brought to you by our four wonderful sponsors here in Gallatin, brought to you by Main Street Media Television, in case you didn't know, we're in a different venue this week in the Green Wave weight room and uh, got the banner too in case you missed that from last week. There's no whiteboard in the background. Coach Straub, uh, talking about our Gallatin News Player of the Week this week, it's quarterback Jackson Straub, your son, making his second varsity start. He really dazzled uh, against against Station Camp. What, what did you kind of see in those plays? And I think you mentioned one right before the break about that third down scamper that he had. Yeah, uh, you know, I think that, you know, it helps. Well, first of all, it helps that you grow up around the game, uh, and he's been around it all his life, and he's he's gotten to see, uh, he's gotten to grow up around some some really good high school quarterbacks, and kind of you know seeing what they do and how they handle things, and and uh, you know he 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 plays a little bit beyond his years, uh, you know he he's 15, and and but yet he kind of carries himself a little bit older, but uh, you know. He, he, I thought he played well. Uh, there's some things that he's he's got to do better, and he understands that. And we kind of get into film that you know right after a game with each other, and it's you know we we, we kind of dissect it, and and uh, you know there's some things he's got to improve on. Um, but yeah, I thought he you know I thought he for the second time second varsity start, I you know I thought he did well. Yeah, Jackson's box score 19 of 31 passing, 264 yards three touchdowns for the Green Wave. And Gallatin overall, through the first two weeks of the season, is averaging over 37 points per game. Uh, it's hard to envision that continuing, uh, but, Coach, do you see that clip kind of becoming harder to come by as region play kicks off? No. Uh, I think we can score more. Um, but, I mean, you got to think about all the times you punt and all the times you, you know, you got to kick a field goal. This was just points off the board, so... Uh, you know, I thought we had opportunities to score more than we did in week one. I thought we had more opportunities to score than than, than we did in, in, in week two. So, you know, um, it, it kind of – I was a defensive guy to begin with when I first started my career, and I didn't want anybody to score. And then you kind of transcend over to offense, and you kind of get the, the offensive philosophy, you know. And, and, you know, my philosophy is if you, if you punt or – punt and quit so I don't I don't like quitting I like to score points and 
you know, and it's fun. It's fun for these kids. Um, so, you know, we just got to, as long as we do what we're supposed to do and, and, and make our assignments more sound, then, you know, we'll be fine. You know, I mean, there's, listen, there's a defense out there that's that designed to stop every offense, but there's an offense out there designed to torch every defense, too. I've been on both sides of the ball. There's no, there's, there's no answer. So, um, we just got to get better. We got to get better at running the ball. Once we get better at running the football uh, and opening up lanes and, and doing a better job up front run game-wise, um, we'll, we'll, we'll even probably be more explosive. I got to say, I love this philosophy. Uh, you had 42 points last week, and you said that, you know, you, you quit a couple of times and you could have ended up with almost 60 points yeah. when you talk about missing three scores. And, and you kind of just mentioned it there a second ago, how much fun it is for these players to play in a system like that. Yeah, though, I mean, I, I think they're starting to, you know, understand that, you know, we can, we can do about anything we want to with football, right, as long as, as, long as we can keep people away from quarterback and, and uh, you know, catch the ball or even run it, you know, big, get bigger run plays. You know, right now we're, we're, you know, the biggest rush I think we've probably had maybe 25 or 30 yards. We've just got to have some bigger – We've got to have some bigger plays in the run game uh, and to complement the passing game. Well, Friday's home game against Mount Julia will be a rare one for Gallatin. Coach, the value of home games down the stretch here, it's almost bizarre to think that after this one, you have just two left, uh, one being the, the season regular season-ending game against Lebanon. Uh, you know, how valuable do you guys kind of make those home games, you know, knowing that you've got a couple of – road trips on the way, uh, and then, you know, having to come back and start region play, then go on the road to continue that for three straight weeks. Yeah, well, so to, to answer the first part of the question, when you found out we had four home games, you know, I had to come up with a jamboree, and, and so to even that out, I, I charged $10 to get in, so that's how much value I put to that, that fifth home game. Um, so, you know, it's uh, it's good to play at home. You know, it's, it's good to uh, – to, to be around your, your home fans and, and that. But, you know, Gallatin travels pretty good too. So, you know, more than likely it's a home game wherever we are. So, you know, we, that's, that's kind of how we want to look at it, you know. And, and uh, but, yeah, we, we host Mount Juliet this, this Friday. And, you know, they're the, they're the, they're the favorites in the, in the region. And so, you know, we got our hands full. They got a really good quarterback over there. And, and uh, they got a good set of uh, offensive linemen, and also, you know, defensively, they're they're pretty good. Probably best D line I've seen on film this year. So, you know, we've got a, we've got our hands full. Yeah, I know you kind of mentioned the the Greenway faithful being able to travel to a a couple of those games coming up at Warren County, at Dixon County, at Green Hill. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you learn about a team uh, in your experience whenever you have three kind of lengthy road games like that? Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just uh, keeping them on schedule, you know, and, and trying to get those kids to, you know, uh, we don't care where we play. You know, we, we, we play on our field. We can play on their field. We'll go play in, in the Kroger parking lot. You know, that's the kind of mentality we want to have. Uh, so, you know, it again, you know, it, the first year you'll learn, you'll learn a lot about your team, but right now I kind of like their approach. Confidence is, is something I'm noticing here a little bit from, from the offensive side and, and from just kind of this program as a whole. Coach, is it, has it been that way since you took over? Have you kind of had this a little bit of this confidence about this first-year club, or 
And something in the season kind of turned it on for you. I don't know if you call it confidence. It's just, you know, you kind of see what kids are able to do. And, and you know, we can spark big plays here and there. So, you know, and, and to be honest with you, I mean, they they really don't know what they're doing yet. So once they figure out what they're doing and how it all fits up, they're even going to be even better. So, you know, I mean, when we run routes, we you know, we when we have a passing play in there, you know, depending on what the defense does, dictates what routes we run. So, you know, sometimes we don't always get those right. And and once we start getting those right and we start, you know, converting routes and doing things that, uh, you know, that, that it usually takes a year or two to, to learn, um, you know, again, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how good we can be, you know. With, I mean, sky, the sky's the limit, they, they say. A little bit of coach's cliche to close us out here, uh, wrapping up a region preview a little bit, not only of this Mount Julia game, but the three road trips to come for the Green Wave. We're going to take one more break here on the Green Wave Coaches Show. When we come back, one fun question from Coach Michael Stroud. Macon Bank and Trust Company is a proud supporter of the Gallatin Green Wave. For over 100 years, Macon Bank and Trust has offered a true hometown banking experience to help you meet your financial goals. We are local people with local decision-making and ready to serve you. Dairy Berry's Heat and Air has been proudly serving the Middle Tennessee area for over 35 years. We have been voted Summer County's best heat and air company for the past eight years. For outstanding service, call Dairy Berries at 615-452-8121. Football season is grilling season. The Big Green Egg is the perfect grill for everyone. From the backyard cook to the world's most acclaimed chefs, Stop at Tennessee Ace Hardware today and check out our large selection of big green egg grills. It's the perfect grill for any grilling need. As an Allstate agent in Gallatin, Larry Maynard knows many local families. His knowledge and understanding of the people in this community helps him provide customers with outstanding service. Give Larry a call at 615-452-1500. Watch it! Did that guy even see that girl on her bike? Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. We're back here on the Greenwood Coaches Show, Gallatin Coaches Show, Michael Straub Coaches Show, brought to you by our wonderful sponsors here in Gallatin, brought to you by Mainstream Media Television. Thank you so much to Coach Straub for joining us. Thank you uh, to Dave and Ellen Gould for setting up this banner today. Uh, huge help. Very glad I didn't have to do that. But, uh, Coach, one fun question to close us out here. I, I know that in the first time we talked, you mentioned that you had uh, coached a little bit of baseball in yeah. your, your time and some of your previous stops. and. It got me thinking, if for whatever reason you could not coach football, would you coach a sport? Uh, and if so, what's, what sport would you coach? I'd coach golf. I'd coach golf. A lot of leisure time in golf. Sit in a golf cart, make some directives, you know, like you should put that ball on the green, you know, maybe go to the driving range, watch them tee it off. Hudden Green, and call it a day. Relaxing. Yeah. Big golfer? I don't know anything about golf. <laughs> I don't know anything about golf at all. You, you fooled me there for a second. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, you've got the, the directives down, it sounds like. Yeah, right. 
That's how far. That's a, yeah. So yeah. I don't. If anyone's looking for a golf coach that uh, has no experience but is a leader of men on the football field, Coach Jobs your guy. I've seen Caddyshack. Oh, there you go. That's, that should be a qualifier, right? Yeah, it's a good movie. Thank ten, you. Ten cup, ten cup, too. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us this week. Thank you for watching. And thank you all, of course, for the wonderful feedback you gave after week one. We can't wait to see you next week as we continue our look at Coach Jobs' first season in Greenway football. Thanks. You've been watching the Green Wave Coaches Show with Gallatin football head coach Michael Strapp and Gallatin News Sports editor Blaine Keller. The Green Wave Coaches Show is brought to you by Tennessee Ace Hardware, the Larry Maynard Agency, Macon Bank and Trust, Derryberry's Heat and Air, and the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.